This is Good Hope FM News. Good afternoon. The Turkish government is reported to have received intelligence that more attacks are imminent following a coup attempt. The Prime Minister Binali Yildirim says the civilian death toll has risen to 160. Throughout the night, the cities of Ankara and Istanbul were rocked by gunfire and explosions after rebel soldiers launched attacks. Officials say almost 3,000 members of the armed forces have now been detained. The Turkey EU Minister Omer Şelik says the situation is 90% under control, but some commanders are still being held hostage. The BBC's Katie Watson has more. We've been hearing the government say that they've got the situation under control. Nevertheless, the Prime Minister, Binali Yildirim, has come out on Twitter asking for citizens to continue not to leave the squares until these events completely end. And that was the message that we heard from President Erdogan when he opposed the coup, calling it an act of treason. So on the streets at the moment, people have been opening shops, trying to get back to normal. But certainly, it is not clear exactly how resolved this situation is. The Islamic State militants say one of their followers carried out the attack on the French coastal city of Nice. Four people believed to be linked to the man who killed 84 people are currently in police custody. Franco-Tunisian Mohamed Boulay drove a lorry into a crowd marking Bastille Day on Thursday before police shot and killed him. A news agency, the IS, uses, or rather uses, says the attack was responding to the group's call to target countries in the anti-IS coalition in Iraq and Syria. The BBC's Sebastian Asher reports. Okay has appeared on Amak, the online news outlet that IS has increasingly been using. It describes the man who carried out the Nice attack as a soldier of IS. But there's no clear indication that the group was directly involved in organising the attack. So IS is claiming credit for inspiring the attack, but that may be opportunistic rather than evidence of IS having played any part in orchestrating the atrocity. Two men have sustained serious injuries after their vehicle crashed through a fence and landed on the train tracks near Paro train station. This comes a week after four people were killed when they were struck by a train in two separate incidents in the Cape Town area. One of the incidents, three men were struck by a train near the Heldefeld train station, while another, a 70-year-old woman, was hit by a train in Athlone. ER24 spokesperson says the two men sustained multiple fractures in the latest incident. Paramedics from ER24 and Life Healthcare arrived on the scene. They found that the two occupants were still trapped in the overturned vehicle. Rescue workers from Metro Rescue as well as the local fire department had to first stabilize the vehicle before paramedics um, could manage to assess the patients completely. Once they were removed from the uh, vehicle, they were fully treated and then later rushed through to Tigerberg Hospital for further medical management. Cape Town Mayor Patricia DeLille has asked Kailicha residents to give the DA another chance to govern the metro. Addressing supporters at the local OR Tambo Hall, she says the party will continue building an inclusive city and create jobs. DeLille says the DA is also doing its best to deal with drugs and gangsterism problem on the Cape Flats. She says the party plans to build more low-cost housing in the city centre. Earlier, DA supporters offered their messages of condolences to DeLille following the death of her mother last night. And finally, defending champion Hank McGregor is once again the winner of the 2016 Berg River Canoe Marathon. The race began in Paul in the Boerland on Thursday and ended more than 200 kilometers away in Feldrift on the West Coast. McGregor has won the event a staggering 10 times before. Simon van Geisen took second place after a close sprint with McGregor. For Get Up FM News, I am Eugene Bateni.